Hello and welcome to another episode of Sports Hi. and Songs Podcast. We're on season five, episode number five. We're on the songs edition tonight. Andy, how are you? I am wonderful. How about yourself? Good. Now, is that a Hams uh, beer shirt? I got, got my Hams shirt on. Love it. God love Hams. Now, let's see here. I'm going to do this. Here we and go. Because of the Rule 5 draft, got my Mets hat on for you sports fans. Rule 5. So today is December 7th. 2023 and we've got an album review andy that ties into an anniversary date yes took us five years to figure out how to do that but we finally got it down well you do the math and we can do this so tonight's album review we're going to cover the rolling stones the rolling stones we've done a few of their albums uh very good of course always very good but we've never done this one of course Uh, we're going to do tonight we're going to do beggar's banquet album review now, One Andy, ones, I'm the is... album. here's the album cover. Yep. One of them. And, you know, they came to the to, to the U.S. and released this with the record label. They said, you know what? That's not going to fly. We can't put this as the, as the album cover. We can't do it. It was rejected. So rejected. here's the one that everyone knows. Now, the, the, yep. the folks listening to this. Uh, the newer ones will, will, of course, know this. The older uh, folks uh, may remember the original as well that's been used on the various reissues. But that's the Rolling Stones original cover on the left for Beggar's Banquet. Then they came out and put together the nice uh, the nice script, the very smooth, the, 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 RS, the RSVP on the bottom for Beggar's Banquet. You know, yes. so always something. So this was released 1968, and the day it was released – Andy was December 6th. Yesterday. The anniversary was yesterday, actually. This came out. Now, I never owned this album. Did you have it? No, I did not. No, I did not. And so for doing the, the review, I went through listening to the songs, most of which I did not know I was not familiar with, except, you know, the, the common ones. But did, did your mother have it? Did you go borrow it from her? Well, I, I didn't. I don't think that she had this. She was a big fan. I don't know if she had this album cover, and I certainly didn't remember it, if she had it in her collection. But that's a good one. Maybe she will leave a comment here on this one and yes. what her thoughts were, because this came out in 1968 around Christmas time here. Um, this is the ninth American studio album by English rock band, the Rolling Stones. This is their ninth, ninth one. Um, now beggars banquet marked a change in direction for the band following their psychedelic pop of their previous two albums, you know, between the buttons and their satanic majesty's request mm-hmm. were the two that had a lot of psychedelic, you know, stuff in there. uh, Styles such as Roots Rock and Return to the Blues Rock sound that had marked some early Stones recordings dominate the record. Now, I figured you'd like this, Andy. You're a big blues yeah. fan. And the blues songs on this are are exceptional, I think. Yeah, it was some great guitar work on this one. I just I had it on at work the other day. I think I listened to it two, maybe three times throughout the day. I just had it on rotation. And this is their... Um, this is their album. This is the most in, instrumentally experimental of the band's career. You know, they they use some Latin beats and instruments uh, alongside some South Asian sounds, uh, some some African music influence, some conga rhythms, but it is very bluesy and very mellow. Yes. Very very 
um, kind of like they're just jamming, you know. So they rolling re reading through the comments, Andy, of the songs here after reading lo looking through this on on YouTube and just reading the comments. The, the hardcore Rolling Stones fans say this is just basically a masterpiece album. Yeah. Every song on here is so good, and the album is so underrated. And each of the songs are underrated. Now, and they just flow together when you listen to the album. Just not that it sounds like one big song. But it sounds like one big song, so just also flow together, I thought. Yes, yes. Now, the interesting thing about this album is that it's got, you know, two of my, probably my favorite songs of the Stones on the album, and the rest I, I'm not familiar with at all, just the ones that were released. It starts off with Sympathy for the Devil. I think that is uh, many people's yeah. favorite song. It certainly was mine and got me into the, the Stones back when I heard that for the very first time. Loved it. Um, that's the lead track of the album then it comes up with no expectations dear doctor parachute woman jigsaw puzzle on the first side now a lot of songs about the the various uh, girls uh women girlfriends relationship types of songs and then street fighting man another very good common common song and it rounds out the album rounds out with prodigal son a, a cover and then Stray yeah. Cat Blues, Factory Girl, Salt to the Earth. A lot more. Once again, it's a uh, relationship, uh, opposite sex, females. Even Salt to the Earth is, you know, the, the girl he's looking for is a Salt to the Earth in the lyrics. And about that. Now, what do you think about Prodigal's, Prodigal Son, the cover? That was a cover. Um, it was okay. I liked it. But uh, Doctor was, uh, Doctor Song is one of my other favorites on this album, too. Yeah, they've got some you know some good stuff. Now the now the personnel, it's gonna be interesting here. We'll read off the personnel. Mick Jagger, of course, lead vocals. Yeah. Um, then they all play a a whole handful of other things. Keith Richards, of course, very good work on this. Yeah, a couple yeah. songs he plays the bass on three songs, slide guitar, electro guitar. Brian Jones, this is the last album he appeared on. Yep. With the slide guitar, acoustic, uh, very good harmonica as as well. Maracas. And then Bill Wyman on bass, Charlie Watts on drums. So, Andy, I, I must say, you know, this is 39 minutes, 44 seconds on the DECA, D-E-C-C-A label, DECA label. Um, recorded there's in like seven songs, seven, eight songs on the album. Yeah, uh, there's eight, I believe. Eight, four, five, just boom, boom, boom. Ten, ten, ten songs. Very quick. But just jams ball out, go, go, go. And most are two to three minutes. There's a couple songs that are six minutes, but the rest go right on through. Um, yeah, The Prodigal Son is uh, written by Robert Wilkins. So this album was a top 10 album in many markets, including number five position in the U.S. where it has been certified platinum. Um You know, songs such as Sympathy for the Devil and Street Fighting Man became staples. You know, rock rock music, FM station staples songs. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable what they did. Very good work here from you know, Keith Richards. And then Brian Jones, of course, uh, going down on the, you know, going down on the deep end, the, you know, the co-founder and then dying. And then this is the last album. That he appeared on and let's see uh do you have any comments on this album andy i, I just say 
most average to hardcore Stones fans, I mean, maybe not you and I so much, where it's like, oh, I like them. I mean, those were like really hardcore Stones fans. I would bet the farm and all the animals that Sympathy with the Devil is in their top five somewhere. Yep, yep. I mean, I don't care if you've, oh, I've owned every album and seen them on every tour, or if it's like, hey, I started following since 85 and I've got their old, you know, all Stones fans, that song's going to be in their top five. It's just good. This whole album, I think, if someone just listened to it again, it just, if you like the blues, rock and roll blues, this is it. If you like Stevie Ray Vaughan, like old Eric Clapton, you'd like this. Mick Jagger did say that uh, Brian Jones, uh, you know, he was he was failing to show up for some of the recordings, uh, showing up late, being distracted, not being able to focus. But Mick Jagger did say that this the slide guitar that he played on No Expectations was the marked the last time that he contributed something with care. Um, everything else he kind of just kind of winged it. He was still very good at it because he was such a good right uh, musician that it still sounded good. But boy, he put a lot of time into that song and he was going uh, up and down with his drug use and emotional problems and good stuff the other thing i read on this album andy is the the poetry the lyrical content yes was amazing from mick jagger and people do not recognize the influence of the uh, how much how good he was uh, uh mick jagger of writing which this is so sad because the guitar work was so good on this it overshadows the great lyrical stuff. That's what I'm saying. It's such a good complete. Yeah, it almost. If you haven't listened to this for a while, throw this one in uh, for the old fans or, or the recent fans out there. Uh, you know, throw this in. Give it another listen. The whole thing, all the way through. Good, good stuff. My goodness. Listen to the guitar the first time, the lyrics the second time, and then just kind of combine them all the third. Yes, and the drum, uh, the drum work itself, and the bass line. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it all. Um, oh, like I said, I never owned it. I never, ever listened to this entire album before up until this week. Now, you've got some other stuff coming up here, it looks like. Yeah, I got some other see. concerts and other things. Okay, let's so go to that. Concert stuff here. Here we go. Perfect. Speaking of concerts, speaking of the Rolling Stones, they're on tour. And, you know, marketing is very important when you're on tour. Who you want is your yes, sponsor. Yeah. You know, if you're going to have Coca-Cola sponsor you, the lead singer's always got a Coca-Cola in his hand, you know. Um, they're always gonna have their Ford trucks of Ford's a sponsor. You're at the Rolling Stones. You have technical difficulties. Come on, it's thinking. There Here it is. AARP is sponsoring the Rolling Stones tour this year. Now that's fantastic. That is marketing genius right there. Just marketing genius. That <laughs> it's too good. All right, here we go. Because now, because Andy, it's safe to say that not only the fans back then are ARP age, but their children are as well. Right. Yes. So think of the double dipping market here for uh, yeah. AARP getting the marketing here for this concert tour. Most people father and son can go it. and both get the AARP discount. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Love it. Speaking of at the bowl, the Shakopee Bowl. Coming up December 15, Pop Rocks will be there at the Shakopee Bowl. There's your information there. And also come at the bowl December 31st, the Shaw Brothers. Friends of the show, kind of. Sometimes they listen. And they'll be there New Year's Eve. $10 cover the door for a New Year's Eve night, Dan. 
But does it get better than that? No, it's it's good. And what they do there is they'll shut the bar down, you know, for the rest for everyone else, and then just yep. do the ten dollar cover, start fresh, uh, empty out everything, and then people can come in there and stay. And it's really just one big party. Great location. And January twenty sixth, Matt Alice will be at the bowl. Now, yes, there is other performers the other weekends in there. We just hit a few topics. Not saying the other art acts are bad. It's just we got other we got other acts to pump and other people to pump too. So we got to share the wealth here. We're planning on being in attendance for this one here as well to see. Yes, We've yeah. never seen this band and and heard good things about them. Looking forward to seeing these guys uh, here at the bowl. Yes, Medina. Hairball this weekend with White Keys. And I hear uh, Medina's doing some kind of thing. They say it's with their Gene Simmons. I don't know if it's the guy from Hairball doing it or not, but get there early and you get your picture with Gene Simmons. Their Gene oh, Simmons. Perfect. Yeah, regardless of which one it is, they do such a good job with the makeup. Yeah. It looks yeah. just like the real deal. Also, Leathers and Lace, a tribute to Fleetwood Mac, the women of rock. So there was December 30th at the That, I think, would be a good show. Homework assignment. All right, I've got my pen ready. And in fact, you know what? That skipped ahead. Not homework yet. It's the soapbox first. Ooh. Better yet. Soapbox first at homework. Okay. One of our favorite bands, Kiss, finally hung it up this weekend. Um. I think they should have hung it up about 15 years ago. In fact, really, I lost a lot of respect for Kiss. I always was a big money thing, but when, when they went back to the makeup after the unplugged thing, okay, you got the original band, tour for a couple years, I'll give you that. But they kept the makeup on from there. And they just kind of shit on Bruce Kulik and shit on Matt Singer and said, see ya. Or at least Bruce anyway said, see ya, bye. Um, because it was always said when they took their makeup off, Gene didn't like it because he felt uncomfortable. He didn't know what to do on stage without makeup. Yes. So they basically went about the makeup for Gene's sake. Um, the others got along fine. Gene just didn't know what to do with all his makeup on. He was too much the character. He all the time. Yeah, he had a hard time getting into his alter ego. Yeah. Yep, you watch the other stuff, you just didn't know what to do, and they couldn't find a happy medium, so they went back to the makeup, and Paul Stanley is such a performer, he's like, fine, whatever, you know. Trust like Alton John, if you want me to, I don't care. <laughs> Tommy Thayer was just thanking God he had a job still. He rode those coattails all the way in, stole Bruce's job. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm bitter, I'll say it. Fair um, enough. But so the Kiss finally hung it up. They've had to cancel a lot of dates because of Paul and or Gene being sick because they're in their mid to upper 70s. As we just talked about the Stones earlier who are still going. But Kiss is going worldwide, and they're just all over the place. It's go, go, go. And there was a picture of Paul Stanley. We shared it on social media. He was so sick he had to have an IV, but yet he's out there the next night. Is the money that important? Well, to Kiss yeah, it is because... After they left the stage on their last show in New York, which New York lit up the Empire State Building Kiss colors. Kiss was all over New York City, which is a big thing to do. They had the AI Kiss band come out, the artificial intelligence graphic band. Okay. Oh, I see. 
That's what they're going to be pushing now. I'm done with Interesting. Them. No, I'm guessing Gene's behind that as no, well. I'm, I guarantee he's got something to do with it. Oh, yes. And you know what? This did it. I, I'm done with Kiss. There, I said it. I, I can't do anymore. Yeah, these last just years were, were tough. Just let it go, boys. Now, remember, they had the farewell tour, the uh, the end tour, um, the back. 15 back years ago? Tour, the, the farewell tour. They had, I think, five or six tours named yeah. The end, the final, or the farewell in the name, and it just kept coming back. And I think that's when it lost a lot of the luster for the um, for the true. Well, the if you look at most of their stuff, the last few years has been overseas, very rarely. Yeah. And when they come to the states, I think when they were here, they played something a little bigger than a casino. They didn't play anything major here. Makes you know, here they're sold out arenas all over the world, and there's no way they could sell a U.S. Bank Stadium here. Yeah, you know, that, and that makes sense. Yeah, the, over in Europe, the, the music scene is very different. It's 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 way lively. I mean, it's it's yeah. out of control. So, which leads me to the homework. Okay. Find me one more band more greedy than Kiss. Okay, interesting. You could say the Stones, but you know what? I truly, when you look at their schedule for touring, how it's like once, then four days off, then once, they're still kind of doing it for love of the music appreciation of the fans when the kiss is going night after night and all over the world and still doing all these things that's for money well keep in mind it takes for the listeners out there not not you of course but for the listeners how long does it take to put that makeup on before each show oh yeah and that can't be good on your complexion you see them afterwards all the stuff on jeans always got his glasses on and a hat on and showing the little double those little hand gesture thing all the time he can't do anything without makeup on. It's so, so sad. He, he's gotten so lost in that character. Yes. But the, the good thing is that it was so successful right. that he didn't have anything to, to lean, lean on. That was all right. he had. Yep. It, you know, the horse is winning. Keep riding the horse. I get that. But hang it up, brother. They could have showed that years ago. Um. Okay, you could say... And the athletes should have hung up years ago, but they were still doing well and making money. Yeah, Kiss was still selling albums. They were still selling out stadiums. Not many around here, though. Fair enough, fair enough. Oh, that's so, a good question, though. That is all I got, sir. So that's your homework. What band, and put it in the comments below, what band is greedier than Kiss? I, I should have that meme. Prove me wrong. What band is greedier than Kiss? Yeah, it's just, uh, and... Yeah. And Paul and Gene in particular. Yeah. And, you know, they both got so many other things going on the side. It's not like if they gave up music, I mean, Paul's gotten into his artwork, his paintings. He's gotten into cooking. And that's like another hobby he's taken up. He goes, you always see him on his social media. It's funny to, funny to hell to look at. Paul getting on his bike with his little helmet on, you know, but he's into the staying in shape. I think with the tour done, he'll find time to fill his days. Yeah, his son Evan's got a band going. He'll probably help with them a little more, or go see them and enjoy his kid. You know. Yeah, throttle it back a little bit. They could and um, go a little part time, and and um, they've been yeah. they've been essentially workaholics for many many years. The, yep. those two. And now if they're doing this artificial intelligent generated stuff, I'm sure they'll still do the the voices for it, but they can sit in their studios at home and do that. And not 
that'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. That's got to be genes must be behind that. Someone pitched that idea to him and he was locked in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can make money on this. Really? Yes. Tell me more. Yes. Tell me more. All right. That sounds good. Uh, remember to keep your comments at the bottom. Uh, requests, uh, you know, different, different albums and songs and requests that we can do. And we're always looking for ideas for that. Yes. All right, have, a good, have a good week, everyone. See ya.